This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, there is fallout from the Auditor General's explosive pre-election report, which stated that the Wynn government is understating the deficit by billions. Basically, she said the government's financial statements cannot be trusted. She pegged the 2018-19 deficit at nearly $12 billion, rather than the $6.7 billion the Liberals outlined. And that's a 75% discrepancy right in time for the election. There's a lot to unpack here because this has implications for the opposition's election promises as well as for the government's credibility and its numbers. Uh, the Liberals, as you heard in Bob News, are downplaying this as some kind of uh, obscure accounting disagreement. We're going to be talking to people from all three parties, starting with progressive conservative leader Doug Ford. Hi, Doug. Hi, Libby. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. So uh, you've called for, you said that if elected, you're going to launch an independent commission of inquiry uh, to get to the bottom of this. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, why do you need that on top of uh, the numbers that Bonnie Lissick has found? Well, they've they've been putting a, a roadblock in front of the Auditor General Every time she tries to get in and try to look at the uh, books, they hide hide figures on her. And, and this is going to make sure it's uh, totally transparent. Uh, she's going to need additional resources that we'll put uh, into the AG's office to make sure that the people of Ontario understand how severe this is. Libby, this is the, the largest financial scandal in Canadian history. I've never seen anything like it, ever. Well, I guess that 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 will be up to this uh, independent commission uh, to sort out. Um, uh, again, I'm just wondering. You know, one of the the criticisms of the liberal governments is that they study things to death and spend a huge amount of money doing that. Are are you in danger of getting to that point with this? Not at all. There has to be accountability and transparency, and there has to be trust with the public when when you report the numbers. And right now. No one believes anything what the liberals are saying, and this is about making sure that uh, when when any government, uh, not not just the liberals, any government comes out and gives you numbers, uh, they they don't fudge the numbers, they don't uh, fix the books. It's it's seventy five percent larger than what she told the public, and they're they're hiding money everywhere. So not only are we we're going to have the uh, full end to end independent commission of inquiry to report out on it. We're going to have an outside auditing firm to go line item by line item, uh, something that the Auditor General, number one, doesn't have the resources, but number two, uh, she's never had access. Well, the, uh, they the, block her every which way they, uh, well, they can block her. Yes, she has said that. Uh, but yesterday, uh, the finance minister was saying, trust 
Deloitte, Trust, Ernst and Young, they had uh, they had a very uh, prominent accounting firms helping them, and um, the Auditor General kind of dismissed that, saying they were paid a lot of money. Since we've seen that some of those accounting firms have said, "Well, not so fast. We didn't exactly in- endorse it to the That's extent." Right. But um, I mean, won't you be going back to the same people that the government used? Well, not necessarily, and I have the utmost respect for the big four, big five auditing firms, but they actually uh, said they didn't even sign off on it. So they, they want to play the the figure game and, and try to throw figures out and say we shouldn't have reported. Everything should be reported, absolutely everything. And, uh, again, when the Auditor General uh, is saying that they're, they're hiding billions of dollars and not being transparent, not being accountable, uh, that pretty well says says everything. And And... Believe me, she has been totally handcuffed in actually getting in there and looking at the books. Uh, I want to repeat that she's been blocked every which way uh, they can block her. But uh, on on December the seventh, uh, you know, we're, once we get in office, December the eighth, we're going to go full steam ahead on a full and end independent commission of inquiry. We're going to bring an outside. You, you auditing mean firm. June the eighth? I'm sorry, June the 8th. I'm yeah. sorry. What did I say? December. December. Oh, there you go. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Uh, but on June the 8th... Perhaps a different election. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, June the 8th, we're going to make sure that uh, we we bring an outside uh, independent commission of inquiry. Okay. Now, Doug, you have not made uh, very many platform announcement promises. Uh, the one that comes to mind are 15,000 new long-term care beds. Uh, in five years. Uh, so how does this throw your ability to tell us what you would do? Uh, how does that affect that? Well, it does affect it because we uh, we still commit to balancing the books. But uh, after seeing this, uh, I can't commit in the first year. But you can take this to the bank. We will balance the books. Uh, we have a fully costed platform, which we will be rolling out. And uh, I think the people will be quite pleased. But when you get a, you get a surprise and the deficit is 75% higher than what you expected, uh, we, we have to be responsible. We have to be re- in a responsible fashion, uh, adjust uh, for that $5 billion. Right. But what I'm saying is, are you going to um, make cuts or are you no. going to be able to deliver on what's in the platform, given that uh, it, it was based on some of the numbers that were That's in the right. budget? Yeah, we're, we're going to be responsible. And I, I said we'd balance it the first uh, year. Now I'm coming out after seeing the additional $5 billion, I'm saying the responsible thing is it's not going to happen the first year. But will it be balanced? It will be balanced. Right, but what about, sure. I'm asking about the other side, uh, programs uh, that you're promising. Uh, you've talked in the past about tax cuts. I, I don't yeah. know exactly what your plans are, but are you going to go ahead with those plans? Yes, we, we are going to keep to our commitments. We are going to waver from our commitments, but we will make sure we balance the books, but we just can't do it the first year. Okay. And um, when are we going to hear about those costed commitments? Uh, I apologize. When are you going to hear about the? When are we going to hear about those costed commitments? Over over the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to be rolling it out. We still have uh, over forty some odd days to to roll out our platform. What I'm concerned about: the election hasn't even been called. So Kathleen Wynne is driving around on the back of the taxpayers' money, promising billions of dollars that she doesn't have. 
uh, we're driving around on our own dime, but uh, that, that's just that's, that's scandalous in itself. She's out there having her staff, you know, run a campaign. We put in put a complaint into Elections Ontario. They said they're going to investigate it, but uh, you know, enough of tax uh, wasting taxpayers' money uh, running a campaign. Let's play by the rules like we are. Uh, use her own money, opposed to the taxpayers' money. Let's call the writ. Drop the writ tomorrow. That's a challenge to Kathleen Wynne. Stop wasting taxpayers' money like you have the last 15 years, and let's get this election uh, going here. Okay, Doug, uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Good morning. Hi, Pat. Hi, Doug. Uh, I think we've got a basic problem here. We're out of cash, and we're next to Greece as far as our financial position is concerned. And I think what has happened is basically what in the legal firm, uh, legal terminology you call opinion shopping. The government has tried to find any way possible to uh, change the way the books look. And this is exactly what happened to Enron. And they went under. Uh, and that's what happened to Arthur Anderson. They went with them. Now, we don't have to worry about anybody going under other than we, the citizens of the of the province. You know, Pat, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it with your comments there. And again, that's that's uh, the reason we have to pull in uh, an independent commission of inquiry to dig deep into this, similar to what Sheila Fraser did uh, federally. And then we're going to bring the auditing firm uh, to go line item by line item to make sure we, we find all the waste and all the little hidden little backroom little treasures that they're holding from the people. Who reports, who reports, you know, your, your financial reports and leaves out 75%? No one does. Uh, you see what happens with Enron. Uh, you know, this, this is not proper uh, accounting practices. And, there's, and the ironic thing is they keep throwing out these big accounting firms. Uh, these accounting firms are backing off saying, hey, we never signed off on this. Um, so that, that's a concern. Okay. Thanks, Pat, for your call. Thank, Thank you, Pat. Okay, we've got uh, Rudy in Toronto. Hi, Rudy. Yes, hello, uh, Libby Hi, and uh, Doug. Yes, um, uh, what I wanted to know about was, uh, I've, this I've heard, I haven't been able to confirm it, but uh, Doug, are you planning to remove the, the foreign buyer's tax on properties? Well, our policies are going to be rolling out over the next uh, couple of weeks, uh, Rudy, and I, I can tell you one thing that uh, our platform will be beneficial to every single person, no matter if it's in the real estate portfolio or taxes or healthcare or education, but we'll be, uh, we'll be rolling that out. We will have a healthy, a healthy real estate uh, area of, of investment. And what I want to do, I want to lower the prices of, of uh, housing. Mm-hmm. And, and because right now, I'll, I'll tell you my take on, on that, what you were mentioning. So the foreign tax, what, what it's done is the majority of the foreign buyers are buying the two and three million dollar homes, what I've been told by the real estate board. And so it's, it's dropped the bungalow a little bit, but it's still out of reach for the common person. That's right. But what it, but it, what it has done, Rudy, it has jacked up the prices of condos uh, through the roof. Yeah. So I think it's artificially inflated myself and, and similar to, uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be a correction. Okay. But... But uh, that's that's what I uh, understand. So we're we're going to have to uh, consult with uh, more of the real estate experts and, and get their input on it. Okay, 
thanks for that. Uh, Doug, thank you for being with us. Uh, we're going to move on because we have to get uh, everybody's take on this very, very important issue. Appreciate your being with us. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Ladies. Okay. Bye-bye. And uh, right now we are going to the NDP finance critic, John Vantoff. Hello. Hi. Good afternoon. So what is your reaction to this revelation from the Auditor General? Well, the Auditor General has, has waved the red flag that basically the government is making policy decisions like borrowing $25 billion to artificially lower hydro bills, and then they've created an accounting system, legislative accounting, so that doesn't show up on the government's books. So the books aren't accurately reflecting the government's decisions. And that that is a a very serious issue for the people of Ontario. Uh, Right. I mean, uh, just to be a little specific, um, here we talked to the Auditor General on Monday, and she outlines what happened with the hydro rates, with the fair hydro plan. This, uh, in addition, there's an issue that the government showed a pension surplus as an asset, as available cash, even though they can't touch it without getting permission from the unions, so it's not really available. Cash. Um, that's right. That's right. So, uh, but again, uh, your election promises and and other programs are based on the estimates that came out in the budget. So, what does this do to your plans? Well, actually, so our our election uh, platform was is is based on the the numbers we had available at the time, which is the budget, the government's budget estimates. But that's the baseline. So the, the commitments we've made are fully costed on their own, as, as well as what they will cost. They've been uh, fully costed out by the former parliamentary budgetary officer, the federal officer, uh, Kevin Page. Mm-hmm. So as far as what the, 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 what the Auditor General is saying, how it's going to impact our, our programs is not going to be that, that large. But one point I would really like to make is we have said from day one, that the Fair Hydro plan is, is, is not a good plan for the people of Ontario because basically they're going to end up paying more in the end. So the first thing we would do upon being elected is cancel the Fair Hydro plan. So that would change the numbers considerably again because a part, part of the problem with the government's numbers is that the Fair Hydro plan should be brought back basically in-house, back into the government's books. Mm-hmm. Um- so, uh, but again, uh, what are you going to do about a deficit? Uh, Doug Ford just told us that he is now not going to uh, be promising to balance the budget, uh, at least not in the first year. Uh, your show, you are showing deficits, but smaller than liberal deficits. Uh, that's all. That's all out of whack now, isn't it? Well, we, what, the first thing we're going to have to be doing when, 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 if and when we have the privilege of being elected on June eighth, is sit down with the Auditor General and the Financial Accountability Officer and ensure that the books that are presented to the people of Ontario are open, transparent, and straightforward. One thing we're not prepared to do is we've put, we've put forward programs that we believe are very important for the welfare of the people of Ontario and for the economy of Ontario, like the dental care, the affordable child care, lower hydro bills, pharmacare, and we are going to deliver on those programs and uh, do the best with the deficit that we can. Uh-huh, but, but no promises on that front? You mean regarding regarding the deficit? Right. Well, we are, we are going to have to deal with the deficit that 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 the that the previous government leaves us, right? So, but the the promises or the yeah, the commitments that we have made have been individually costed, regardless of the deficit. 
So we are dealing with a deficit that we, we can't control the, government, the deficit the government leaves us. We can only control the spending that we, we incur if we're government. And uh, is there any, uh, you know, talk at all, I know it's only since yesterday, of perhaps cutting back on some of your promises in light of the fact that uh, we probably have less money than we thought? No, but we, the, the commitments we made are fully costed. And we believe, like this, right, uh, but the uh, but deficit's com- going to be bigger. The deficit, it, we we deal with the deficit that we are given by the, or the yeah, given's not a very good word that we inherit from the government before. Okay. But if you take up a, a program like dental care, uh, people who in this province who can't afford to go to the dentist is a huge cost to the health care system. It's a huge cost to people's personal lives. I have people coming in my office who can't. Um, who, because they can't afford dental care, can't eat. And in the end, that's a huge cost to the province. We, we don't believe that we can hold off on those commitments. We have to, be, for the welfare of the people and the welfare of the province, the commitments that we've made have been costed individually, and they are not dependent on the deficit. Right. It, but it does mean the deficit will be bigger. One of your, you said, uh, yes, we will have a modest deficit, more modest than the Liberals, and uh, we are committing to being financially responsible, but, but now it's going to be on top of what the real deficit is. But, but we, we can't, we have not, we don't have a choice what the, what the real deficit is or isn't. We've, we've costed our programs independently. We know what they're going to cost. We've estimated what they're going to cost. We've had that uh, looked at by the parliamentary, former parliamentary budgetary officer. We know what they're going to cost. We know where we're going to get the money. And so we, we, we deal with the deficit that we are given. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the, the progressive conservatives have just said that they're going to uh, call a whole commission of inquiry. Uh, do you think such a thing is necessary? Uh, well, I, I find that a bit odd from the conservatives because we have a fully independent uh, parliamentary budget officers, the Auditor General, the Financial Accountability Officer. The reason that we're having this discussion is because the Auditor General and her, and her staff did their job and waved a red flag saying, this is wrong. So we have a fully independent uh, parliamentary budget officer, uh, two of them actually, the, the Auditor General and the Financial Accountability Officer. We have to make sure that those people have the resources to actually make sure that they can do a fully comprehensive job. Part of the problem we've got with, this, with, the, with, with the Liberals is they've re- relied on uh, independent advice from private, corp- from private accounting firms, and I've got nothing against private accounting firms, but that's part of the problem. So if, if, if Mr. Ford and the Conservatives say, well, we're going to bring in a private accounting firm to fix things up, well, that's part of the problem now. We have... The, the Auditor General has, is doing her job. She's laying out where the problems are. We just have to listen to her. Okay. Uh, just to... Um, uh, some of those accounting firms are backing off, uh, saying that uh, they... For instance, KPMG said it was consulted about accounting matters relating to uh, the rate reduction plan, that's the hydro thing, Uh, they didn't have a formal role in the accounting policies or practices. Uh, So uh, they all seem to be backing off that. And and, and rightfully so. I don't think there was never, I don't think there's the issues with the accounting firms themselves, but I think the government 
is trying to cloud the issue, saying that the accounting firms, KPMG and whoever else, that they approved of this, that they were taking the role of the Auditor General, and that is not, has never been the case. The government has tried to make that argument, the Liberals have tried to make that argument, but that, that has never been the case. The only the only um, agency that has the responsibility of auditing the consolidated books of the government of Ontario is the Auditor General, and she okay. is doing her job, and we should listen to her. Okay. Thank you very much, John Vantoff. Thank you. Okay. And now we are going to go to uh, Minister Eleanor McMahon, who is head of the Treasury Board and is a Liberal. Hi, Minister. <laughs> Hi, hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So I'm assuming that you have been listening to uh, what uh, the opposition has been saying. Uh, the PCs called this uh, the biggest financial scandal in Canadian history. How do you react to that? <laughs> That's completely false, and it's not a scandal. You know, um, a couple of things that I think your listeners will want to know. First of all, we're in this place of a pre-election report because in 2004, our government decided to bring a level of accountability and transparency to our fiscal planning. By the way, that already exists, but an additional mechanism so that before an election, voters would have a sense of where the books stand. And we did that to ourselves. So the notion that we're not being accountable and transparent is absolutely false. And we did that because in the last administration, the previous PC government overstated their books, and, and we ended up with a $6 billion surprise when we took over government in 2003. So we put that mechanism in place, and the Auditor General has now rendered an opinion on where we are. And in fact, there's nothing really new in the report that she issued yesterday. We have a long-standing disagreement with the Auditor around both the accounting practice relative to the Fair Hydro Plan, which, by the way, um, the process that we use when it's called rate-regulated accounting is quite common. It's used in other jurisdictions, including in other provinces and in the United States, and it's based on generally accepted accounting principles. She disagrees with that treatment. She wants the Fair Hydro Plan um, to come off the tax base and instead of off the rate base. We put it onto the rate base because we created a $70 billion asset with the investments that we made in our hydroelectric system. And once we created that asset, we esteemed and we got an opinion, in fact, several opinions on this to, in support, um, that I, that yeah, asset is now going to pay off for generations to come. So well, all of those generations are going to share in the benefits, and they are now going to contribute to the asset that we created. Uh, yeah, well, there are a lot of people who do disagree with that. Um, sure, the auditor, absolutely. Yeah. The Auditor General says that uh, you blocked her from getting a lot of information. Is that true? Yeah, no, it's not not a fair comment. I mean, again, we have a, a disagreement. I met with the Auditor General yesterday, and in the course of my role, as you can imagine, we have um, frequent conversations, as she does with the Minister of Finance, my officials, my Deputy Minister, and our controller of the province. We have as you can imagine, quite as the largest province in Canada, quite a robust array of officials in government that not only have to sign off and so put their credibility on the line when it comes to our fiscal plan, um, but, but have, have, have obviously given it their blessing. That happens every year when we table our budget, and so there's already existing robust internal mechanisms. The Auditor General is another independent mechanism that weighs in. We disagree with her, and we think that it's, it's quite understandable to have professional disagreements. This is one of those. Um, she then goes on to say, of course, that she disagrees 
with how we have calculated our deficit um, numbers as a consequence of that disagreement. So, you know, it's a professional disagreement. Um, I hope that we can maybe perhaps uh, in future find a way to come to a different agreement, but this is where we are because of the advice that we received and because, frankly, Ontarians told us that we needed to address the high cost of hydro. So we Uh did that. There was also the uh, pension issue. I don't want to get in the weeds here. but No, I uh, get it. I understand. But um, how damaging is this as we head into an election? Well, I, I think every time um, you have an opportunity like this, when someone weighs in and renders an opinion, it is our responsibility as government to do a couple of things. Be respectful in our response. Be measured and responsible. Thank the Auditor General, which, of course, I will do again, as we've done since the day she, since yesterday, and we will continue to do that, maintain a respectful relationship, and also use this opportunity to explain why we did what we did and where we are now as a consequence of that. So every opportunity for someone to weigh in allows us to, um, through opportunities like this one, explain and unpack for Ontarians what can be um, pretty complicated issues, as you uh, mentioned, sometimes getting into the weeds isn't helpful. This is one of those moments where um, I think if we're not careful as public officials, we have tremendous responsibility to use our platform in a responsible way to make sure that what we're doing is helping Ontarians understand rather than inflaming and creating confusion, as others might do. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Minister Eleanor McMahon. Thank you. Take care, Libby. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, uh, I guess uh, it will be up to all of us to decide when we go to the ballot how much of an issue this is and who it is that we believe. Right now, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to switch gears when we come back to important information about your health with our trusted contributors from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.